Thanks for watching today. I pray that today's message will empower you to use your voice, help change the way you think, and refresh your spirit. If you'd like to follow along with Pastor's Notes, scan the QR code right on the screen, or you can also find them on our app. God has given you a purpose, a reason to be in the world, and as our artists, God knows that our value and worth is far beyond what we could ever realize. Today, Dan Seaborn is going to challenge us to look inside ourselves to discover our value and identity in today's message called Identity Crisis. Let's jump right on in. Uh, as a pastor, I feel a great responsibility and I join and serve underneath Pastor Dwayne and the whole team here today to speak to you truth. I'm just going to tell you that today I'm, I'm just going to speak truth over you. And my prayer is that God would just use it. As I drove over and I was praying this morning as I drove, I, I, maybe this message is for literally one person. I don't know. I don't know. But I know I'm going to seek to honor the Lord, to communicate this message very clearly, and to challenge you to understand who you are in the eyes of God. Henry Nouwen, very famous Dutch uh, pastor, preacher, theologian, he said that we define ourselves in one of three ways. Let's break this down a second. This famous, Henry Nouwen, very famous, if you know much about theology at all, says that we define ourselves three different ways. We define ourselves by what we are, what we have, and what other people say about us. So let's just think about this a second. What we are. We define ourselves by what we are. If I say the name right now, Hey, y'all ever heard of Michael Jordan? All of you probably would say yes. If you haven't heard of him, you should have. But he's a great basketball player. And I just answered the question, who is Michael Jordan? Great basketball player. That's not who Michael Jordan is. His soul, like how God made him, there's a, there's a dude down in there. But we define him by who he is, what he did. We define ourselves by, secondly now, and says by what we have, and that makes a lot of sense. Many of us sitting in this room, we feel how we feel about ourselves based on the stuff that we own. Like right now, if I said another name, if I said Elon Musk, you would go, oh, I know him. He's got some stuff. <laughs> he owns Tesla, and he's really, he's trying to get Twitter. It's getting close. <laughs> but we know him, and we think of him for what he has. Then now and says, we define ourselves by what others say about us. I wonder what it would be like today. If I just took a moment, just randomly picked a couple of you and brought you up on stage and said, hey, what do people say about you this week? And somebody's sitting in here today, you're feeling pretty poor about yourself or wonderful about yourself. You got a raise this week and you went, man, I am somebody. <laughs> because other people's words sometimes define who we are. And I'm going to throw in there a fourth today. It's the reason I'm preaching this message. The Lord has been laying on my heart to preach this message. I rode on my bicycle yesterday and preached this message, and I'm praying the Lord will help communicate it as good as I felt like I did on my bicycle. The fourth thing that I feel like is defining us in our society is this new idea that, well, I kind of am who I say I am. I mean, I'm all about me. And everybody needs to understand like who I am. And, and if you aren't willing to listen to who I am, you're, you're creating big... Uh, let, let me just say something very clear. Today, 
we're not going to spend our time. There's, there's a reason that little platform's been bought out, because the world has got all this space in our lives. And almost 24-7, the world is trying to tell you who you are, who you ought to be, or who you should be like, etc. Today, I don't care what the world says. I'm going to take you to the level of what God says about you. Like, I'm not even going to spend time wallowing in it. And like I, I say, it might only be for one person today, but we're going up a notch. We're coming up here and looking at what, listen, I'm not going to preach my opinion today. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you go online, you get a lot of opinion. Well, this is what I think. Well, this is what I, well, this, this is right. No, it's not. This is right. I don't care about that today. I'm going up here to what I call the truth of God's Word. This is the place to start to define who you are. Now, this book is absolutely full. Oh, my goodness. This book is full of verses that talk about who we are. Tonight, if you come to tonight's service at 5 o'clock, you won't even think it's a sermon. I'm just going to be reading Scripture over you and telling you things that God's Word says that you are. So if you come tonight, you go, will it be entertaining? Not if you don't enjoy hearing Scripture. <laughs> my job isn't to entertain you. My job is to tell you the truth. And this morning... I'm going to tell you the truth. The Lord has been laying on my heart very clearly. L listen, you say, Dan, you've been preaching how many years? 30. The thing he's been laying on my heart really clearly lately is, say my name. Because the world right now, I'm telling you what the world needs to hear, it's the name of Jesus. Amen. It doesn't need any more ideas. Churches need to preach the name of Jesus. And so today, I'm going to tell you what the Word of God says that you are. And I'm going to try to break it down so that you understand it very clearly. It's very simple. The first thing the Word of God says that I... There, there's lots of verses, okay? I'm just using two. I only have time for two this morning. The first one is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2 and verse 30. Listen to the Word of the Lord. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's it. I want you to get today, you are God's handiwork. Let me explain that. That means you are a thing of his making. You are on this earth for the purpose of bringing glory and praise to God Almighty. Anything else that happens is just on the side. He created you. Listen, somebody here, you, maybe you're the one. I don't know how I came for today. I know the Lord has called me to preach this message. Maybe for one who's sitting here today and you've lost your identity. You don't know who you are. You've been reading about who you are. You've been trying to find it. Let me tell you who you are. God's handiwork. Made for his glory. Yesterday, I, when I rode my bike, I ended up riding downtown Holland. It's tulip time in Holland. There's thousands of people walking all around, and I just sit there and I thought, I wonder how many of them really know why they're on the earth. 
And today, I want you to leave here sure of the fact that you're on this earth to bring glory to the name of Jesus. Something happened at my house this morning. I'm not going to go in detail about it. But it was just a moment where the Lord, even before I got in the car to drive over here, is just going, this is why I need you to teach this sermon today. People need to know they are the handiwork of God. I made them for my glory. And the first thing that jumps out of that, it's such a simple message. You're going to be like, really? That, it's so simple. Because if you really get this and understand you're made in God's image and you are, his, you are for his glory and his, his hand has held and touched you, it changes the game. The first thing I want you to see, and I just wrote down three things about this handiwork thing. Number one, you have his personal touch. Gracious day. See, the world down here tries to tell you, no, no. No, you, no, no, no. God, God doesn't even exist. You're just a blob. You just, you just happen to get into this thing called the earth. No, no, it's a lie. And it makes you feel worthless. And it makes you feel pointless. And it makes you feel like you have no value. Somebody sitting in here or somebody watching online, you feel valueless today. It's because the enemy has tricked you into thinking you're junk, but you're not. You are not that. Don't buy the lie, the lie that's told you almost 24-7. And us preachers get about 30 minutes every week to join some worship teams and to preach the name of Jesus. So one hour in your week, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four if you spend time listening to some podcasts. But in general, that stinking world is trying to tell you that you are nothing or are that you're a little God yourself. So you've seen this illustration many times, this idea of the clay, right? And today, I want you to see it a different way. I'm not going to sit up here and talk about the, the shape and all form, and I, I could do a whole sermon on just the clay. You've probably seen when we bring those wheels out, we form it, spend the whole 30 minutes talking about that. Today, I want to show you something. We live in a world right now, down there, they're trying to convince you to believe that you are the hand that models the clay. I want you to get something today. Your clay, God, I'm using this hand to represent him. See, it's reaching down from heaven. He ain't he God, it's just a hand. But that hand reaches down and touches. You have been personally touched. Your clay has been personally touched by God. You are not the Father. You are not the Creator. You are not. Anybody in here, can you feed the fish at the depths of the oceans today? Let me look around and give you a quick, no, you can't. You're not God. <clears throat> I saw this this week. Came up on my little phone. I printed it off and I read it to you. I don't read you the name. I used to would have read the name. I used to would have ripped on the person. I used to would have said their name out loud. Now I see them, this famous person who's a singer-songwriter, I see them as a lost soul. I used to rip on them. Now when I saw this, I stopped and prayed by name for this lady. I used to rip her. As a pastor now, my heart hurts because, oh my word, she walks around in this vast, lost, dark chaos of space 
And the Bible says in its word that they're dark. They, they don't see the light. She doesn't know about this stuff that me and you get to hear. She doesn't know about it. We need to pray that the lady who wrote this gets to see the God that created her. She wrote these words. I don't see myself as a woman solely. I, I feel all my energy. I feel like God is so much bigger than the he or the she. And if I am God, then I have to be everything. And I want to say to her, you're not this, you're this. You have his personal touch, but you aren't God. I woke up last night. About 12.30, right after that blood moon lunar eclipse occurred, so I just missed it. But I saw the full moon, and I'm sitting there going, I can't do that. I can't put a sun out there and make the sun reflect off that moon and light me up standing here, look out my little window. I can't do that. I'm not God. And let me just say on behalf of all of us here, thank God we're not. What a mess we would make. We can't even keep up with our own life, much less everybody else's. Today, I want you to understand. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> a good way to illustrate it. You're a blob plopped on the table, and until his hand touches you, you're worthless. And you need to see that. And it's why today you say, take me, Jesus. Mold me, shape, shape me. Do whatever you need to do to make me more like you. Dangerous prayer. But it's where we're at this morning, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're here, and I saw some kids in the service, my favorite. Little kids are in here. You love clay. Next time you touch it, understand that's how the Lord God touches you. So understand that today you have his personal touch. It makes you priceless and valuable. That's the second thing. The second little point when I hear Weir's handiwork is we are, second thing, because he touched us, we are original, unique, valuable. You are. Look, step up here with me and see this. Living down there? No. Up here? Yes. I just came back from speaking in Amish country in, in uh, Ohio. And one of the things that Jane and I did while we were there, and you would probably do it as well because, you know, there, there, there's not a ton of options in the evening. And so we went to a couple of Amish furniture stores. And guess what? You can go here and buy furniture. You can go there and buy furniture. And they even come up and say, yeah, I, I built this one. What? You, um, I'm I personally built this. Oh, that explains the price. It's beautiful. <laughs> handcrafted, hand-touched, unique, valuable. Not made by a machine, made by hand. This world is putting us through a machine that says, do this, 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 this. You got to check. The and God goes, no, you're my handiwork. It's like paintings. I've, I've held them up here before. I've put them on the screen before. I didn't bring one with me. But when you get a painting, what makes it valuable is the artist. 
I was watching last night, Antiques Roadshow last night. And this lady had this painting and she was bragging about, bought a yard sale for $5. And the lady goes, do you know who painted this? She goes, no. Then all of a sudden she unfolds the five-minute story about the artist and when the artist was alive and what the artist did. And then she tells her the number of that painting's work and the woman goes, that painting's worth and the woman just freaks out. That's you. The yard sale of this world says you're worth five bucks. Everybody in your neighborhood is better than you. Everybody works better than you. You ain't nothing. Look, you, you are just valueless. And God goes, really? Really? Maybe I need to take you to my antique rose show. And I need to show you that when I created you, I wasn't wasting time in your mama's womb. I wasn't just fiddling around making a piece of junk. I created you to be valuable and priceless and a work of art to bring glory to my name. I'll get to that in a second. Do not sit here and think you're not unique. I I want you just to think about the fact that every one of us today, when I walk up, if I walked up to you, you recognize me as Dan Seaborn. Who can do that kind of artwork? That everybody is unique and individual. Not that I look like something, but you recognize me? Everybody looks different. How did God take 12 little inches and create that many different looks? You go try that. (laughs) You're unique. You're priceless to him. You're his kid. You will battle with this. Somebody sitting in here has been following the Lord many years, but you sometimes sit by yourself and go, what purpose, what good's my life? You're normal. I have that too. Let me tell you the day that usually hits me. Monday. <laughs> I preach almost every weekend now. Monday, Satan beats the crap out of me. You ain't no good. I pour my heart out. I'm gonna pour my heart out today. Tomorrow, Satan will come at me. You ain't good. You're worthless. That stuff you preached about, probably most people didn't even listen. And you just have to go, no. No, the Word says I am His handiwork. The Word says I am worth something. And you got to go there for the surety of it. Don't go try to find your worth out there. You will come up void. The third thing. You are designed by God. Let me me tell you why that little phrase is important. Because most of us in this world down here, let's just be honest, we compare. We, We compare all the time. Well, I wish I had that. Oh, that person's better than me. Shoot, even my, in my own family, I'm, I'm the least. You know, we, we call it the black sheep of the family. I've heard it. I've heard people, all people will use that phrase, and I'm going to go, why are you doing that? Joseph, black sheep of the family, and God said, not to me. God has you, and I want you to see today that he is holding you uniquely in his hand 
And here's why. The verse tells us. I, I don't have to give you my opinion as to why God created you and did this for you. It says it right here in his word. He created you in Jesus Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. So li listen, you are on this earth to let your life bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus. You say, but Dan, I don't, like, I get how that would be true about you. Look at that, you're standing up there preaching God's word. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So yesterday, when I rode my bike, and I usually do this when I go out to ride my bike or I'm out in public, sometimes I will dress in such a way that you would go, that's, that's the preacher or whatever. I, look, I looked like I don't care about how I look. Let's just put it that way. And I'm sitting, I'd ridden my bike, I parked it, I went over, and I sat, and I sat on a little corner of a little uh, little stone area, nobody around me. I'm sitting here, I'm watching people walk by, thousands of people walk by, I'm way back in the background, I'm just kind of, I, I, I do not look like me, let's just say that. And a man walks up to me, sir, are you from this area? Yes, I am. You just here to enjoy the parade today? Yes, sir, I am. He has no idea, like, who I am. He, I honestly think he thought I was homeless. <laughs> like, I really do. I'm just saying, I look, I look homeless. And I, he was just talking to me. He said, well, can I hand you something? Can I talk to you about maybe a relationship with God? And I said, that would be great. Now, see, probably people would say that um, what I'm doing here this morning is more important than that, and I would tell you, no. No, he looked like he probably was just some guy that worked a regular factory and just saw this day as an opportunity to go, and very, he was very kind. He was very sweet. He wasn't shoving Jesus. He was just kind. Do you see my point? Everybody has value. And you say, you mean I got to go to the street? Nope. Mm-mm. -hmm. Just being kind at your workplace and showing people the love of Christ on a daily basis. And then later they hear that you actually go to this place called Res. And they're like, what's Res? Is that like a, like a skating rink? What's Res? You know what? Res, that sounds fun. We used to go with me sometime. Then they come and go, oh, it's church? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm willing to go because you've set such a good example. I want to go to find out how you became that way. Like that clap. <laughs> See, and here's the amazing part. God set all that in place. I don't want to talk about it down here. God set all that in place before you were even born. So what would Satan's plan be? to knock your plan out of whack. That's why sometimes you feel like you're worthless, piece of crap, go purpose, etc. Of course, because Satan sees it would destroy his plan to destroy you and the people around you. And if you figure that out and turn that corner and go, nope, I have value. And it may be that I only affect one person the rest of my life. But if one person is in heaven because of you, you had a good life. You are God's handiwork. You were created to bring glory to him. And then the second thing that this passage, I want to focus on in the book of Philippians chapter three, verse 20, says this. 
Our citizenship is in heaven. I want to say that again. Our citizenship, those of us who recognize the authority of God, the handiwork of God, our citizenship, Daniel, would you throw me a water? Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Just talk. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And I want to show you this morning something about citizenship. Now, D.L. Moody said this, famous preacher. He said, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. That's the truth. I've known those people. I've known those people that honestly, they're so heavenly minded, they forget they live in the earth. What I'm trying to do today is help you understand, watch this, you do live in this earth. We will leave this morning and we will mock, we will walk among those who live down here. This is it. But this is not my final destination. When life is over, because I've made this decision, I will rise with him from this earth. I got to live in it. I got to walk in it. Paul wrote this passage. Paul wrote that verse. Y'all need to know Paul was proud of his Roman citizenship. He did not deny it. In fact, he used it a few times to get him out of trouble. But he did not put his anchors in Rome. He put his anchors in the kingdom of God. I wrote down a couple of things about that. Watch this. Enjoy the life. Enjoy this life, but do not attach your contentment to it. When I travel, I have this thing called a passport. It's nice. I show up. They look at this horrendous picture that looks just like me. They look at that picture and they go, sir, uh, you're, you're coming back into the United States? Yes. Have you, you got any fruit in your bag? No. No, no fruit. You got any weapons with you? What do you need? No, I, no, I do not. <laughs> well, sir, what was your reason for going? Well, I just visited another country, wanted to go check things out. Okay, well, welcome back in. Passport. It's awesome. This won't work when you die at the end of this life. See, people down here are fighting so, well, I, I want to be the great, I, I, I hear a lot of I down here. When this world is over, let me just tell you what this, this thing's worth, nothing. But the Bible says in Revelations that Dan Seaborn, put your name in the block, that Dan Seaborn, when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, watch this, that's a passport. There's another book. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. The Bible says there's a book that has our name written in it, and that assures us of our salvation in Jesus because God says, you accepted my son, Jesus Christ. I write your name. Listen to me. That's the passport right there. My citizenship on this earth, I have a ball with it. I enjoy it, but I better not attach myself to it because when this life's over, I want my citizenship to go to heaven. And today, I want to just tell you, I want to check you in this area. I want to say the Word of God says something 
that I'm fearful of in, in, our, in our world and in our day. It says it very clearly. I even wrote it down. Do not put your trust in a man. And the word of God says, do not boast about human leaders. Listen to me. Do not spend your time posting about earthly men and women because that is not what this life is about. If you want to post, post something about your creator and your significant savior because that's the answer to this world. No man can fix this world. Only Jesus can fix this world. I'll say his name clearly again. You say, you're just saying it because you're a preacher. Nope. Riding my bike yesterday, I rode through a graveyard and I thought to myself, every person in this right here, if they could speak now, would say, no, Jesus. No, Jesus. I say his name as clear as I can. Jesus is your hope. If you boast and post about other things that are more important than Jesus, you're failing yourself. Pretty bold statement. Lots of emails could come. Send them right to Pastor Bernie. Where is he? He'll take care of him for me. He's got a good incinerator. So I challenge you today, as I close this message, if I can just illustrate it, walk and talk less about what you're doing down here and more about what Jesus is about. Walk and talk down there. But live, Christians, live at an elevated level. If you think about it, the books, Ephesians, Philippians, were written to challenge people. Get up here and think at another level. Stop playing the world's game. You won't win at it. So a couple of things I say to you in close. Number one, today is a start for somebody sitting in here or watching online. Today is a start for you to begin to see my identity is found in Jesus. And number two, I think I'm saying this for two or three or four or five people. I prayed about this, but I'm about to say a lot. If you're watching online, I prayed about this a lot because you're gonna know what I mean. And I'm, I'm saying this specifically to somebody in the room or somebody online. You're gonna know what I mean. You're gonna know what I mean. The Lord's gonna speak into your heart and spirit. Number two, Stop striving so hard to find who you are, find who you are in Jesus. Some of you aren't sleeping because you're trying to figure out who you are. Start with your creator, Jesus Christ. You know, so many of us, we try to reach God without realizing that God has already reached down to rescue us through Jesus. And if you're watching today, but you know you're not right with God, you're away from God, and you say, I want to be right, I want to be forgiven, I want to be a child of God, I want to invite you right now to bow your head and pray this prayer with me. Make these words your own. Just say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. I believe that he rose again, and I believe he's coming again. Today I receive the forgiveness that Jesus purchased for me. And today I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I hold nothing back. I thank you, you've heard my prayer, that I'm a part of your family today 
and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that simple prayer from your heart, you are right with God. You're forgiven. You're a part of his family on your way to heaven. But you need to keep growing spiritually. And I wrote a book. I want you to have a free copy of this book. It's called Your New Life. It's just full of bullet points to help you keep growing spiritually. All you need to do is get online, download the book, and it's going to help you keep on growing in Christ, walking by faith. God bless you. If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, you're making one of the best decisions of your life. And we're so excited for you. Just as Pastor had said, we'd love to send you a free copy of his book, Your New Life. Log on to walkingbyfaith.tv and have it mailed to you or download it right there instantly. You can find it right on our app. It's absolutely free and a great resource for you to have. Walking by Faith is changing lives all over the world with the truth of God's word. If you'd like to become a partner with us, there's three easy ways that you can give. One, text WBFGIVE at 1-888-364-GIVE. Two is visit walkingbyfaith.tv slash give. And three, click on the giving icon in our app. When you choose to sow a seed in the kingdom of God, that money might leave your hand, but the blessing that comes with it will all stay with you for eternity. We would love to connect with you. Here at Walking by Faith, we believe in the power of prayer. We have people standing by ready to pray with you. Scan the code on your screen to send us a prayer request or visit walkingbyfaith.tv to chat with someone today. I pray that the Holy Spirit strengthens you in your purpose and identity so that you will make a difference in the kingdom of God. We'll see you again next time.